Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please check the three dots menu at the top or look along the bottom row on your tablet or laptop until you see a little cog or wheel icon. Click that, click the word quality, and then upgrade the quality of your video to 720 or 1080p, whatever the highest resolution is that you can get. Please pause the video for a moment and check the description box Please always do this so that you know what today's video is about and please make a habit of reading everything that's in the description box. Also, click the main link of the prophecy for today so that it takes you back to the blog because as I always say, especially to those who may just be finding the channel for the first time, it's always better when you can actually read the prophetic words that the Lord has instead of only relying on the video. And so the prophecy for today is the prophecy for today. It is on a topic um, that I have spoken of before once briefly, but today I had a very uh, strong dream. I had a very strong dream from the Lord, uh, very detailed, very long woke up from this dream at around 7 a.m. today and um, the Lord immediately, immediately moved me into recording it, uh, helping me to graphically remember everything that I saw and heard. And he also gave a word uh, that is in this dream and then said that the video should be made today and further said that this video falls, though it seems very different, within the America series. Now, the last video that I made like this is called A Dream of the End of America. And the reason that I included that dream in the America series is because not only was the Lord laying it on my heart very strongly, but people kept asking. They kept asking based on things that they were reading on the blog. And so um, the Lord moved me into making that dream a video and it is included in the America series. The America series of prophecies, if you're new to this channel, is prophetic words that I have been receiving from the Lord Jesus Christ since 2012 up until now, 2021. And these are prophecies that focus exclusively on the nation of the United States. Uh, people have asked um, if the Lord gives any prophetic words for other places. Yes, the Lord does, but primarily the bulk, over 95% of the prophetic words that I receive from the Lord involve the United States directly in terms of showing her history, in terms of showing her behavior patterns, in terms of showing what the Lord has said lies ahead for her, in terms of judgment, according to the fact that the Lord calls this nation mystery Babylon. Other dreams concerning the United States deal exclusively with America's sin. And so that will be the sin series. And whenever the Lord gives me the go ahead to start that, then I will be moving into that series. But for now, the dream for today, the picture and the name says enough. This dream is titled The Walking Dead. The date is April 23, 2021. The banner scripture is this. And I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters. And everyone shall eat the flesh of his neighbor in the siege and in the distress. 
with which their enemies and those who afflict who, those who seek their life afflict them. And that's Jeremiah chapter 19 and verse 9. And so I pray that as you as you hear this dream, I pray that the peace of the Lord will rest upon your heart because in this dream the peace of the Lord was with me. Not just the peace of the Lord, but in this dream the visible presence, the, the actual presence of the Lord God was with me, celestial. And I have to say upfront, this dream includes very personal aspects about me. This dream includes things that I never leave in the, in the prophecies. Um, I feel that when the dreams show intensely personal things concerning me, that they do not need to be a part of the entire prophetic word for the gist of the prophetic word and for the point of the prophetic word to come across. And so as I wrote this dream, I wrote down everything, but I had no intention of disclosing things about myself, but the Lord told me to give the whole dream. And so I give the whole dream. And before I start, I pray that the peace of the Lord will be with you and that you will take away from this understanding of the times that we are going into. Um, we're in a time when TV is trying to tell us reality. We're in a time where reality is actually being very heavily edited. You're finding that um, you can't really speak as you need to speak. We're having to speak in code concerning some things that are that are pressing issues of the day. But you can't speak anymore because if you do, you'll get edited, you'll get um, canceled, you'll get all sorts of things. You'll be put into social media jail. All sorts of things are happening to people. And so um, I think it's very important that God is the one who is speaking this matter to us. This is basically something that's very well known in pop culture. But I think it's very telling that God is the one who is bringing biblical perspective, his holy perspective to show us that these things are real. These things that we see on TV are orchestrated to program us to think that they're not real, but they are real. And so I hope this video will not be too long, but try to stay with it until the end because this is important. And so um, I started by saying that I just lived through an entire miniseries of The Walking Dead and I've never watched The Walking Dead. I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. Horror movies don't work for me. Ever since I got born again, uh, my tolerance for seeing scary stuff is extremely low. And yet the irony is that I see these things all the time through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And so after I had this dream, here's the prophetic word that the Lord gave. As soon as I woke up, as soon as I opened my eyes and I was so glad that I was not actually living in that reality, the Lord said, write it, write it, write it and tell them what things shall be. These are the things that will come after a time in America and they shall be the worst possible times this nation has ever experienced. Death will walk the streets calling their name. This detail is important to know because the reason death will know them is because it will arise from among them, their loved ones, their children, their spouses, their friends, and their former workmates. The people that formed their daily lives shall follow them and destroy them and this will be the reality make the vision plain 
And so the vision that I will be sharing today is about the undead. I didn't see the other countries of the world, but God certainly showed me different snapshots of the United States of America, and they were everywhere. They were everywhere in the United States. They were more concentrated in some places than others. And as the dream progressed, I saw that there were different responses to the undead, but they were all over America and they were very strong. They overran society. And when I say overran, to overrun something is like when you have a mouse problem or a termite problem or bed bug problem where the pest is more than the number of normal people on the scene. And so the undead were and are people who are able to move, able to run, able to eat flesh, able to chase and hunt. And yet uh, they are not alive. They're not people. They're not containing the normal life essence that we have from the heavenly father. And so this is the truth of the matter. Excuse me, please. Oh, my notes, sorry. This is the truth of the matter. And I said that this is the truth no matter what anybody thinks about it. So if you're watching this and you're thinking that what I'm talking about is just TV offshoot, I'm not a TV watcher per se. I don't really have a free time in my life like that. And I definitely don't spend my time watching zombie movies or anything like that. But you couldn't go anywhere without these people stalking you and killing you. They were extremely successful at killing people. They took over society and they were predominantly active at night. And so if you were the kind of person who did not quickly catch on to the changes in society and you didn't do what you had to do during the day, then it was going to be 100% squarely your fault when you got killed at night. If you did not handle what you needed to handle, it was for your own account what happened to you if you were caught outside after dark. Society had become a ruin and these are my experiences. The undead were everywhere and they ate other people. They were never satisfied with what they had to eat. They were constantly hunting and what they hunted predominantly was us living people. So uh, in the dream, I saw them fighting I saw them arguing, I saw them growling and pulling back and forth over whatever carcasses they found. So if, even if this was a live person, and I've shared that I've seen this before in another dream where uh, they were catching living people and then holding one arm and holding the other, they fought and fought and tore until they tore people in two while living. They were that strong. They, they possessed serious supernatural strength. And I'll talk more about that later when we come to the fact that um, when we come, I'll talk about it later in the dream. And so they, they will always fight over whatever they found, whatever carcass, if it was a deer, if it was a person, if it was alive or dead, they were never satisfied with eating flesh. They were fueled by this bottomless hunger for fresh meat and for blood. And so because of this, there was extreme and excessive grief in America. And that's obviously understood because there was extreme and excessive death in America and this death was directly related to reanimate 
Reanime simply is my way. I, Celestial, just call them Reanime. That's the name I've been calling them for almost 10 years because the first time that I saw these things in a dream of the Lord was, I think, maybe June 2010. But if I, if, even if I don't put a month on it, it definitely was in the year 2010. And I've shared that dream before. If there's time, I'll share it. <coughs> Excuse me. If there's time, I'll share it. But if there's not, I've shared it before in several posts on the blog. So there was a lot of grief. There was extreme grief in America, and that's because there was extreme death in America. Being attacked by reanimate, people who have died and come back to life, reanimated people, became the highest cause of death in the USA. So I don't know what was happening elsewhere in the world. I didn't see any other countries I squarely saw America's future. And this dream I had was like a movie. It was so real and it was so lifelike that, as I said, when I woke up, I was shocked and I was very grateful to be awake because I thought that that was already my life. I thought that I was already there, that life had started to be like that. And so daily life and society, I put the dream into headings. I gave the dream headings so that it will be easier for you when you visit the blog and read it. So daily life and society, God allowed me to see the very worst case scenario of how people will be spending um, time in the end times. And many, for many people, this will be how your life comes to an end. Now, I'm not going to say that this is exclusively people who are sinners, or I'm not going to say that the church is going to have to suffer this, but God just showed me that this will be end of life for many people. Being hunted, being scared all the time, being savaged, and being torn to pieces as if by a wild animal. It, it was a terrible way to die, the way reanime killed people. And because of that, there was huge panic in the United States, huge, huge panic. And it was evident to all people who were alive at that time that the worst time to be a living human being, a normal human being like myself was at night. It was abundantly clear and I'm going to keep repeated, repeating it. If you were not hidden, if you were exposed to the elements, meaning that you were under the, the stars, if you were under the stars, under the moon, when it got fully dark, your death was an almost guaranteed fact. It was a 99.999% probability that you would be torn to death by the undead. So because of this, people had, had um, really adapted in some scenes of the dream that I saw. People had seriously adapted and they had gone into survival mode, commando mode, and you could see a lot of strange things on the street in New York City. I was in New York City. The majority of this dream took place in New York City where I live. And people had gone into survival mode, warrior mode because of the pressure of trying to stay alive. So there were a lot of homemade weapons that I saw in the dream. There were a lot of um, tools that people ordinarily use, let's say in gardening or a machete, you know, things you use to work on your palm bushes and things like that. A lot of homemade weapons uh, were used. I saw people walking in camouflage paint 
in the street, you know, and everybody was just doing whatever they could to stay alive. So one man, I saw a man, you know, wearing Rambo style bullets across his body and he had a very big gun. And this was not even a situation where somebody would say, oh, sir, do you have a permit for that? And the reason is because that there were no policemen, there were, there were no enforcers. So who was going to ask him? And then I saw another man who was in full camo mode. And this is camo mode from the Vietnam times. So this man had a Vietnam style helmet and it had grass on it, soil on it, dirt on it. And he had coal all over his face. And his, his clothing, such as it was, was covered with grass and soil and stuff that was stuck onto his body. And yet here was this man and he was walking on 7th Avenue. He was walking right down 7th Avenue in the middle of Manhattan. And the general sense that you had walking in the street was that people were ready to go because the general tone was, I'm going to need this stuff. I'm going to need this stuff tonight. So what's the point of taking it all off and leaving it somewhere until tonight? And so life was very surreal and people didn't really talk to each other because you didn't know what the next person was going through. You didn't know what the next person had seen. You, you didn't know who had lost their family to reanimate. You didn't know who had died. You didn't know what a person had had to fight off in the days before you met them. And so nobody spoke to anybody about anything. You were careful not to make a comment about the way a person was dressed, about the things a person was carrying, or about the way a person was behaving because you literally had no idea what that person's paradigm was. But there was a general sense of extreme fear and desperation. And in this dream, I got to see just how fragile we are as people that was very highlighted to me that it is impossible for man to keep themselves safe and if you are not being kept safe by the lord jesus christ um there's nothing else that is going to protect you so i saw the hand of the lord in my life in this dream and i think that that may be the reason why the lord made me uh, made sure to say that I should give the dream as it was. Just give me a moment, please. I'm going to try and do something about the lighting. Just a moment. So in the dream, it was clear to me that I was in Manhattan because of certain landmarks. Um, a lot of this dream I saw at different flashpoints around the city. You know, I saw Rockefeller Center because it's so iconic. It's got all the flags of the nations there. And um, also the library that I use a lot, the library at West 42nd Street, right in the heart of Manhattan, um, some incidents took place there as well. And so I knew that I was in NYC, but at the same time, the Lord gave me understanding in my heart that all of America was going through the same things, but just to different degrees and different outcomes. So the next part of the dream here, I titled Day and Night. Now, I can't remember how all of society was functioning all the time because the predominant feeling that I was dealing with in the dream was survival. Yes, there were ordinary people, normal people like me walking here and there. But sometimes in the dream, I saw people experiencing real life. And then sometimes in the dream, everything was gone. Everybody, there were no people around and it was just me. So it was very desolate at some points in this dream. It was as if 
It was like that movie with Will Smith and his dog, I Am Legend. Now, I've never seen that movie because once I find out that there's a movie with reanime in it and, and just one person, there's no way that I'm ever going to watch that movie. So up to now, no matter how old the movie is, I've never seen it. But at some points in the dream, it did feel and look like that because it was just me. And then at other times, I saw other people. So again, in this part of the dream, the Lord was putting the focus on how important daytime was. If you had to find food, if you had to find medicine, if you saw that it was approaching the time that you would need a shelter because people were traveling across the United States. So you were moving, you weren't stationary. And I shared that in the previous video entitled A Dream of the End of America, that you had to keep moving. There was no way anyone in their right mind was just going to be in one place unless there was a sheltered community there. And I do have dreams in, in that show that people did build functional and sheltered community. But if you had to find shelter, if you needed medicine, if you needed food, or if you were trying to find other people so that you could join their group and be with them, you could do that in the daytime. And it's very important to understand this is daytime when the sun is up. So the sun has to be up like at 8 a.m., uh, 9 a.m. I'm not talking about that misty 7, 7 a.m. look. I'm not talking about pre-dawn and I'm not talking about when it's starting to, you know, when, when dawn is about to break. You could not move around during those times. The sun had to be up and hot before you could, you could get moving. And so, um, I made it clear on the blog and I'm going to make it clear here. You could not move. This is not just a saying or a euphemism like, oh, you can't move too much. You couldn't move. If you moved in any way that made a sound, um, dreams are strange. You're watching a dream, so you could be staring at an image or staring at a picture that's happening. And yet my dreams, the Lord will show another thing, maybe in the corner of the dream, to emphasize what you're looking at. And so I saw that you couldn't move or make noise with your body or do anything that was going to cause a noise. Because if you did, what appeared here was the ear of a reanime. So I saw the ear of one of these undead people and I saw sound going into it. So it was like sound waves going into the ear. And just from the sound wave that entered the ear of this creature, it turned and it was able to almost perfectly track to the last meter where the person was. So I saw the ear like up here in the dream and, and a person had moved, like a person was moving around and their movement was making noise. And the reanime, just the ear of the reanime heard the sound and then the reanime turned and began to track, following an almost perfect trajectory out of the forest, out of the bushes, to where that person was that had made the noise. And so when you settled down, you had to stay that way. You had to stay that way. You could not give in to um, your bodily urges or sneeze or be moving around or snoring or things like that. You could not do that. There was something that I remembered from the dream, but I just didn't want to go back and write it because I often share that my dreams have so much detail that if I capture 
everything. The posts would be pages and pages long. They're already long enough as it is, those of you who visit the blog. And so I will just um, say this. To prove this movement thing, there was a man in the South. I'll get to that because there was a difference between the way things were in the city and the way things were in the South. God showed me a man in the South, and this was an older man, a retired farmer. His hair had already gone um, gray. He was a lean and wiry and strong man. And because this man wasn't working anymore, he just did two things all day. He would sit on the front porch of his house in a rocking chair, and he had a gun across his knees. And he would sit on his porch and watch people as people were making their journey out of the town or making their journey into the town or whatever they were doing. And uh, when the sun was up and it was warm, he would doze. He would doze in his chair. He would rest and he would always keep his gun on his knees. But then at night, this man would go into his house and all the doors throughout his house were shut and barred. So it's not like his bedroom door was open into the hallway leading to the bathroom. Every door and window in this man's house was shut and it was barred or locked. And then he would sit in his living room in a chair upright and he would put his gun in, in, in across his knees, but ready to use. And then he would just sit the whole night. I don't know how this old man trained himself like that. Maybe it was just years of waking up at 5 a.m. I don't know what it is, but he didn't move. And God showed me this man as an example of the type of self-denial and discipline that it will take to live or at least to survive in those times. So I clearly remember that old man, old man, but strong, lean. He would sit all night with his gun. And he wouldn't doze, he wouldn't blink, and he wouldn't be kicking his feet about and making noise. And no reanimate came to his house. So I have no idea if this man is a Christian or if this man is just disciplined. But no reanimate came to his house. He would sleep in the daytime and then he would sit, sit upright in a chair all night and do nothing but watch. And so you couldn't move because sound would give you away. And this is borne out by multiple dreams that I have had of reanimate, how well they hear and how well they track and how savage they are when they catch people. And so society at this point, society at different points in the dream, I was seeing American society at different points. And here society had descended to the point where we were living by scavenging. You can also find that in the dream, a dream of the end of America. We were scavenging, which means we were going into abandoned homes and we were just rummaging through the cupboards to see, did they have any cans? Did they have any cereal? Did they have any quick foods that you could eat? And when you were doing this, you absolutely did not feel guilty because at the point of scavenging, you are basically trying to survive. You're not thinking about the moral ethics of whose house is this? Should I be breaking into this house? Is this stealing? You're not thinking about those things. You're doing whatever it is that you had to do. I also saw that sometimes people were begging for a living and there were a lot of people who were down on their luck as um, the United States society began to crumble. A lot of people in terrible circumstances, 
down on their luck, but nobody was paying any attention and nobody's giving you anything because first of all, there was hardly anything that anyone had to give. And second of all, you would have to be exceptionally kind-hearted to give a person who was begging anything and there were simply not that many kind-hearted people left. So the next section is called Two Realities in One. The dream puzzled me in this. The Lord kept switching between different realities and sometimes they were superimposed on top of one another. So in one reality, everybody still had jobs. The trains were working. People were still driving their cars here in New York City. And yet simultaneously, people were homeless. People were jobless. They were very poor and very hungry. And people were exhibiting the worst sides of themselves. I was seeing the worst sides of human behavior. Just violence, aggression, aggravation, cursing, wickedness, and just all because of fear. So I would see the cars driving around at one point and then I would look and then there would be no cars. It would be this dystopian, no car, no gas, no nothing. Um, society and I would look and I would see people wearing those very expensive outfits you know when they wear those steel gray coats with the, with the fedoras and they're going to work at Wall Street and they're going to work at the hedge funds and the banks and everything I saw a bustling society where people had jobs and everybody was busy and then at the same time stamped on top of that society I saw so many people that were wearing those, you know, the gloves without fingertips, the gloves. I've spoken about those gloves before. They always use them in the movies to show that somebody is homeless or to show that somebody is really poor. Lots and lots and lots of New York society were wearing those gloves. They were begging, they were shivering, they were inadequately dressed and they were sitting in doorways because at times I would see snow falling in the frame and then it would be summer, but people were still poor. So as I was watching, I began to get the sense that God was showing me a transition of time. I was watching many, many years pass in America and I saw all the way from now, my times, when the subways were still working and people still had jobs and the hospitals were still working, all the way to the point where the state machinery began to break down and the state officially began to warn about the undead. So there came a time in U.S. society where the government had to confess. They had to admit that undead existed, that undead were killing people, and that people needed to be warned. And then I saw to the point where there was just no government anymore. There was just you and God, and that was it. The next part is called government response and cover-ups cover exposed. So... During the time when the government did exist, the reanime began to strike. The reanime began to kill people here in the United States. And the government of the United States did what it does best. It lied. So they tried to say that it was isolated incidents when these bodies began to pop up and the bodies were savaged right here at the neck. So there was a lot of um, murders that were taking place savaged right here at the neck and sometimes eaten all the way to the chin all the way to the cheek I'm sorry for being graphic but this is what it was this is what I saw and the doctors were very shocked um, and the doctors were saying quite frankly 
what the truth was that we can see that other people killed them. But the government was lying and the government was saying that, um, no, these are murders by a night stalker. And tonight we're looking for the serial killer in the city of Chicago. But these were just lies. It was just misdirection. The U.S. government um, accuses the population um, of misinformation all the time. But the truth is uh, that they are the greatest source of misinformation. And the reason that they're so successful is because they own all the arms of media. They own all the publications. They own everything or they're in bed. They're in cahoots with the private citizens and the corporations that own everything. And so the greatest misinformation campaigns come from the U.S. government. And in this one, it was no different. They lied and lied and lied to the population that they were being stalked by something human. And the only reason that the tide began to turn is because of what I will talk about next in this section called murders. The tide began to turn because the coroners of the United States and the doctors uh, would not lie. So... The government only started to warn and confess about what was happening because the doctors refused to change their medical reports. So the Lord showed me how the coroners in New York were at first so puzzled when the first bodies started to show up. I saw an older man with white hair and he was shaking his head and he had his hand to his mouth like this and he was looking at a body that he had been working on and he was checking that body and had been checking that body for some time to see if there were signs of a dog or maybe a wild raccoon or he was even willing to accept a wolf. This is a New York doctor in New York City, not the out, outlying parts of New York, but the city itself. But he was even willing to consider a dog had torn out the throat of a person that he was looking at. He was willing to consider that rather than have to admit to himself what his eyes and his expertise were telling him. But later when the police came to him and they asked him, hey, doc, what do you think made such a mess of this person? He said, it's a person. This was done by a person. And he finally took off the sheet and he showed them all the bite marks that are consistent with our teeth. And the Lord zoomed it in for me. So I was looking as the cops were looking and I saw the exact kind of bite marks that we make on pieces of pizza and in our burgers. I saw those same marks on the person and I saw the necks of multiple dead people, their arms, different parts of their bodies, their thighs. I saw our teeth on them and the doctors were perplexed, but they were also firm. And they said that they would not change their final diagnosis, even if the cops and even if the courts kept asking, are you sure? The doctor said, it's a person. This is human teeth marks, and that's what's going in my report. So I saw that the reports began to pile up until finally the CDC had to say something and the government had to confess. They warned people and they told them that reanimate do exist, and they told them that they had to take steps to keep themselves safe. And here's the thing. The, popu the population didn't respond the way you would think. You would think that they would be enraged and that they would form a mob and they'd want to lynch 
the government of um, officials. And indeed, there was that kind of feeling. But for the most part, people took it a lot better than you would expect. And the reason was because so many people had died already that everybody was scared and they just wanted to know what to do to stay safe. So the next part is called description. I saw what the reanime looked like, and I've seen them multiple times, but I will describe it here. So God had a few of them grouped together, and it was men, and it was women, and yes, it was children, teenagers, and other other people. They were standing together, and they, they were standing the way the cast of a movie stands. You know the way they all stand together? like, But they weren't standing like that. They were standing the way you would expect zombies to stand, so it was just whatever. And I got to see them up close and I saw that they really were people. These really were people who used to be people down to the fact that they had the nose rings and the earrings and the tattoos that they used to have in real life. And this is how I understood very firmly what the Lord has always been showing me, at least now recently, which is that reanime come from among us. So if you're watching whatever it is and it's telling you, I don't know, that something's going to come from space and turn people that way or it's going to be something, reanime will arise from among the current population. The people living now, the humanity living now, that's where reanime are going to come from. They're not going to come from any far off place. They're not genetically modified people. So don't think that they are people created in a lab or clone people. There's nothing like that. They're real people like us who have jobs, children, homes, and something is going to happen to these people to absolutely change and modify them. And they're going to be um, different. They're going to be dead and they're going to be extremely dangerous. So um, they cannot talk. Their voice, their speech centers, their voice boxes do not work. All they can do is roar this when they're angry, um, this horrible roar that I'm not going to do uh, on camera. It's a horrible roar. You probably heard that roar many times as the roar of a creature in movies. Uh, it sounds pretty much like that. And they snarl and they growl like dogs. And they can also make these questioning sounds when they're communicating with each other. So sort of, sort of like, like that some kind of sound excuse me and um but they cannot talk and they wear clothes just like us but i think that there's something really weird about reanime because they are constantly filthy it's um we know in the bible the bible talks about how the angels sinned against god and they left their first estate and when they left their first estate, they became fallen. There's absolutely no way to mistake the fallen for an angel that has not stopped serving God. Because when you stop serving God, even as a human being, when you fall away from God, there is a type of decay that comes upon you that you can just not, you cannot escape. You cannot run away from it. This decay will always be with you. And so the reanime are just like that. They are rotten. So their flesh is rotten. It's gray and it's spongy and it and it's punctured by uh, up close. It's punctured by tons and tons of little holes. So it's not the holes that you find in cheese. It's the kind of holes that you find in marshmallow. It's very small, but you can still see the holes. But because they're spongy doesn't mean that they're weak. They're extremely strong. But because they're already rotten, it's as if everything that they touch also rots. So 
I wrote that even if you put brand new clothing on a reanime and blinked, if you opened your eyes again, it would be just as torn and raggedy and blackened and, and filthy as the reanime itself. And I cannot tell you how that happens, but they just have this rot and they stink. They absolutely have a stench and that is the stench of every human part and every human process uh, dying. So when we die, we don't smell our best, but because we're in the ground, nobody else gets bothered by it. But these people are alive in a sense that they can move. And so they're above the ground and um, you can smell reanime. Before you see reanime, you can smell them. And um, their, their skin is a little slick. It's a little uh, slick and they have very huge eye circles. So this is not just a few from, you know, a few nights of not resting. They have huge, almost comical raccoon-like blackness around their eyes. And their mouths are always bloody because they're always eating. And reanime are very cunning. I have had dreams where the reanime tracked me and then smiled at me, uh, which is not funny. They tracked me in the dream and then um, when they found me, when the one that was tracking me found me, it smiled and that's because I knew the person. And if you will go back to what God said in the first paragraph, he said that it is their loved ones, their spouses, their brothers, their sisters, their mothers, fathers, and their own children, their workmates, their former workmates and friends that will track people down and kill them. And I will just share from that other dream. I've never made a video for, for it, but the reason they will do it is because of DNA ability. This is what the Lord made me understand. And this was two years ago. Um, it was because of DNA ability. The people that you share DNA matter with when they change. In a city of, even if it's a city of 50 million people, even if they live at point A and there's a potential victim at point A and you're all the way at point B or C, a reanime would be more interested in tracking you at point B or C to kill you there than killing the person who's right nearby. It doesn't matter where you are or how far you are. They will be more interested in finding you and they will be very able to hunt you because of shared DNA matter, brother, sister, um, or husband tracking son or wife tracking daughter, that kind of thing. And um, the picture focused on their teeth and I saw that it, they don't have wolves teeth, they don't have um, foxes teeth, they just have the same normal human teeth. But the reason that they were able to tear flesh and confuse the doctor so much is because when they change, they become extremely strong and their jaws become very powerful so that when they lock their jaws onto flesh, they have almost the same strength as a dog or a wolf and their jaws are able to tear people apart. And so um, we're almost at the end. The next part is called Other Places. So I saw in the Midwest and I saw in the South that they also had the undead. They also had reanime, but their response was so different from the cities. So the first thing that alerted these people, it's not so much murders. 
is that they started to notice that their cattle and their sheep were either going missing completely or they were finding them in the pasture torn. So the flesh was torn, the throat was torn, the guts were torn. And these people knew right away that animals were not doing this. Why? Because they've been farming all their, all their lives. They've been dealing with wild predators all their lives. And so they know what a wolf or bear bites, you know, or even a mountain lion. They know what it looks like. And so they knew that this wasn't animals, but they would still take the animal to the vet and the vet would quickly confirm and go, nope, there's not a bear, there's not a mountain lion. And so these people wanted to find out what it was. And so they would lay in wait in the dark and they soon found out what it was, but they fought back in those areas. I saw that the people in the rural areas fought back against the reanimate and they did not die of it as much as the people in the city. So God didn't show me in detail, but I had these impressions. So in a dream, the, an impression is not a clear picture. It's almost sort of like a shadowy image and also a feeling at the same time, um, blended. And so I saw, uh, that they had, that they had, uh, pitchforks. They had, um, sharp tools and things like that. They had guns and they also had fire on sticks. So I saw a lot of fire on sticks and they went out and they actually went out with pots and pans. So they didn't go all creeping and trying to be a jungle cat. They went out with pots and pans making noise. So they would make noise to draw out the reanime. And then when the reanime would come out, they would just they just had guys and trees and stuff like that. And they would just pick them off with sharpshooting. And I saw that these people were very committed to protecting their society. And the Lord showed me a second picture. So I saw a second picture like a cast. And it was men in the Midwest and the South. And I saw guys with cowboy hats, guys with baseball hats, uh, guys with bandanas. And um, I said that these men, yes, these men basically, uh, what, what you would call them here in America is patriot men. And they were also staring straight at the camera at me, tall, short, blonde, dark, and everybody had a gun. So in these areas, every man was carrying his gun of preference, the gun that he was best with, his gun of choice. Their women had guns and their communities were armed and they did not die quietly from the reanime, but they fought back. And that is the bulk of the dream, except now we come to the part that I spoke about, which is my personal experiences. And um, like I said, excuse me, I always um, edit out my personal experiences for the obvious reason that they are my personal experience. I don't usually feel that the things that God shows me about me personally have anything to do with the master's voice. That's just between me and God. And so for the most part, they don't show up, but here goes. I saw that one day I was going somewhere. So I was crossing, I was crossing Manhattan and God was with me. He was, he was with me, with me. It was like I was walking with someone taller than me and it suddenly became dark. Suddenly, as in it was bright day and then it just suddenly became dark. And I did share, um, in one prophecy on the blog. I think it's called straight space travel. And I linked it under this prophecy. So if you go to this prophetic word from the drop down menu, you will find space travel, weird weather and more. I think that's the name of it. And, um, in that prophecy, I shared how the weather towards the end of time became broken. 
and there was no need for the weatherman anymore because you could literally not predict the weather. You could not tell it, it, when it was going to rain. You could not tell when there was going to be an earthquake or tsunami. You couldn't tell anything. You just basically woke up and whatever the weather was that's, that day, that's what it was. So for some reason, I was walking in bright daylight and then suddenly it became nighttime. And we do know that in the book of Revelation, it says a third of the sun became darkened, which means that the, the daytime will become shorter. So anyway, it became dark. Uh, the, the, the stars were out and the moon was out. And I was walking through a plaza with a lot of dead people in it. Carcasses everywhere. I don't know what had killed the people. Um, I don't know if, if, I don't know what they died of, but it was just a lot of dead bodies in the street. And the Lord has said that toward the America's life, people will get tired of burying bodies and just leave them there. So I was walking through and the Lord said to me, my child, lie down and sleep. And I said, I cannot lie down and sleep, Lord. The reanimate, the undead will come and feed here because there are bodies here. And I didn't have shelter. And again, the Lord spoke to me and said, Celestial, lie down and sleep. So I lay down right in front of the New York Public Library at West 42nd Street in the heart of Manhattan. And the Lord put me into a very peaceful but strange sleep. I didn't move in this sleep and my breath slowed down so much that it was hardly there. I know because during the night when I was in that sleep that I did not move, I did not shift um, and my breath slowed down the reanime came and they were feeding on the people in that plaza all night. And I heard their footsteps shuffling and I heard them making those questioning sounds to one another, trying to communicate. And they came near me, one came near me and sniffed me so close as if to see if air was coming out of my mouth, but my breath had slowed down so greatly. Um, and also the Lord was right there with me. The Lord was right, right there with me. And so none of them touched me. And um, uh, there was, a, there was a, a sign right here in my head. It looked like uh, writing. It looked like a, a symbol. And it also looked like a Bible verse. So it was changing all the time. Mm. And um, so nothing touched me. And that, that mark was, uh, it was glowing. And in the morning, the sun rose and became hot. And then the sleep left me. The sleep left me. And I woke up and I said, thank you, God. And then he and I went to my house. And then I saw my life at this place that was my home. At this place, people came from all over. They came from all over. I don't know if it was all over the world or all over America, but they traveled there. They were, it was almost like making pilgrimage there, you know, and they would come there and they would ask me what the word of the Lord was. They would come and they would ask me, what is the Lord saying to us? And how can we please the Lord? And where should we go? And what should I do? And what can I do to please God? 
So um, I couldn't leave that place. I had to stay in that place because that is the place that I was known to be and people were constantly coming there and I couldn't tend my own life. I couldn't, I couldn't see to the things that we were all supposed to see to. You know, you need food, you need this and that. I couldn't do that. But people were bringing me food and they were bringing me gifts and they were bringing me things. So in a way, God was taking care of me through that. And it looked like I was in a very large rock. It's not inside the rock, like it wasn't a cave. The picture I had is that my whole body was encased in a huge granite cliffside, uh, which is not possible. And only my face was showing. And so it was only my face that was showing and people would come and inquire. Um, and there is something in the Bible like that. It, it says that often of the Lord's prophets that people would journey to a certain place. And in the Bible, the way it's written is they would come to inquire at the face of the Lord. And of course, it wasn't actually the face of the Lord. It was Moses or it was Samuel or it was whoever it was. But I was, I was encased in a huge gray rocky cliff and only my face was visible. And um, that is how the picture appeared at one point. And people would come and they would speak to my face and ask me things and then I would prophesy to them and I did this from the dawn until it was getting dark and I was tired and then they would go and then that night every night the sleep of the Lord would come on me and I would sleep and um, someone would sit there and watch over me all night somebody that I could not see would sit by me every night and the sign would come in my forehead and I think that's all I'm going to say. I think I've said enough. So that was the dream I saw of a time when undead people will overrun this nation and the only thing that we will have is the hand of God and perhaps the sign of the Lord with us and the sunshine to protect our lives. So I did give a warning. I shared that when I went to find a post, when I went to find an image for this post, the internet basically regurgitated, almost vomited pictures of zombies. And it wasn't just drawings of zombies. I could understand it if it was drawings of zombies, but it was not. It was pictures of us, modern society, dressed as zombies, loving zombies, having zombie parties, um, putting, putting facial, facial changes on the face. Um, I can't quite get the word, but it's those plastic things that you put on the face and you, it's like putty. And then, you know, it looks like your face has been torn. So it has, you'll show teeth here and blood is pouring down. I saw many, many images of little children. Their parents had put red contact lenses in their eyes and poured blood on their front and they were taking these children along to events and parties and Halloween. And when I saw that, I was upset because these are the things that we do as people. These are the things that we do as a society that invites the wrath of the Lord upon us. This is how God is so enraged with a people, enraged with a society, not only because they sin, but because they literally invite demons and devils into their midst until those things manifest themselves. And then when they manifest themselves, everybody wants to cry and faint and say, what have we done to deserve this? 
This is the top viewing pleasure in the United States. In fact, it's the top viewing pleasure all around the world because as the Lord constantly says of Mystery Babylon, she has no problem corrupting the nations. She has no problem forcing and helping them to drink her filthy wine. And so everybody knows about zombies. Everybody knows about reanime. But what everybody doesn't know is that reanime come from us. They're not made in a lab. They're people that are going to change. And so I'm Celestial. And this is the dream. You can check out these two posts. Um, the breakdown of America and space travel, broken weather, and more. All you have to do is go to the blog. Every post on the blog is written in white. There's a picture near, next to it, but then underneath in the comments section, there's a blue field. Underneath the comments, there's a small box. That's the search box. Simply put in the title of the message you're looking for and then hit enter on your phone or your device, and it'll come up and then you can read it for yourself. I want to say thank you to everybody who visits this channel. I want to say thank you to everybody who subscribed, everybody who shares the video, and a very grateful thank you to those of you who support my ministry, those of you who make donations. I appreciate it. It enables me to get a lot done. God bless you, and until I see you again, this is Celestial, and goodbye.